Give me head, babe. Welcome to another edition of The Headbin, the weekly NRL Supercoach Draft podcast. Each week, we'll take a swing at the key topics influencing the world of Supercoach Draft, NRL, and the highlights from our very own weekly draft comp, The Headbin. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to The Headbin, the NRL Supercoach Draft podcast. I'm Dusty, and uh, as always, I've got Benny riding shotgun. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate, good. Keen to, uh, keen to talk some footy, keen for round one. Yeah, nice, nice. And uh, Lukey, you're in the uh, you're in the back seat as well. How are you, mate? Yeah, real good. Peaking, peaking after an insane draft season. I mean, think about it, boys. What an epic off season we've had. Season eight for us in uh, just supercoach draft of any sort, and it's it's peaked. It's peaked now. It's just uh, insane stuff. So, yeah, looking to looking to launch in and seeing what I've got stamina wise. Yeah, mate, absolutely. Multiple comps, you know, plenty of uh, of potties and interaction with other pages and heaps of fans. The Instagram is going absolutely nuts. So big shout out to everyone who's jumped on the socials. And uh, just before we move on to that, uh, check us out on Twitter uh, at uh, HeadbinNRL and over on Instagram at HeadbinPodcast there as well. Uh, and obviously when we, uh, when we publish the potty uh, it's on all your favorite platforms spotify apple and uh all the other ones that anchor supports so go out there have a look for it and, and and have a listen we'll have this up not too too long after we finish recording uh tonight so good times absolutely and so obviously as we we expected uh teamless tuesday threw up some curveballs this afternoon and we're going to deep dive in to that get stuck into to um you know who's in who's out some some waiver wire stuff free agents and all that kind of stuff we're going to do a bit of a draft recap we're in a few different comps this year so obviously again thank you to everyone who uh who tuned in on uh, instagram live on sunday night and helped us get through the uh draft legends league which is uh which is going to be pretty exciting for us we had a ball the other night um and we think we've we've uh we've drafted a fairly solid team but we'll go all over we'll go over that in a bit more detail, and obviously our individual teams in the headbin. But uh, before we get into it all, guys, uh, let's uh, crack a frothy. Frothy with the boys. Frothy with the boys. I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. Frothy with the boys. Frothy with the boys. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Way ahead of you, mate. Way ahead of you. <laughs> I don't need I, I, I had one ready, guys. Mine's perspirating. I'm just looking at it going, fuck it. I just want to get to this section so I can so I can uh, crack one. But uh, basically, we you know this is the brew for the chew. So what we're drinking for for the potty tonight, and we're going to try a different beer every week. Uh, the three of us, because you know we do anyway. We're always on the tins when we record, and and um, you know we love our beers. So uh, big part of this is so on a Monday we'll uh, we'll start a thread on our socials. And hoping our followers and listeners can suggest some of their favourite beers. Obviously, try and stick away from the VBs and the Goldies and all the uh, the old faves that we, we we hit when we when we were uh, growing up. They were all uh, done and dusted. Um, but you know, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll get a chance to to trial some of your suggestions. And um, you know, obviously, the ones that we uh, that that we uh, try, uh, you know, we'll recommend it if it hits. 
uh, but we'll certainly give it the treatment if it uh, tastes like dog shit as well. But, um, you know, we're not going to be beer wankers about it or anything, but we, you know, we love our beers, so it's always good to try something new. So it'll be good to, to see what everybody out there is doing and uh, trying and drinking. And it's, you know, obviously the craft beer revolution. We're in the midst of it, so there's a lot of different choice out there, so you can't get around everything. So throw your suggestions our way and we'll try and uh, stay on top of it and try some, some new beers, lads. What do you reckon? Sounds like a plan. Sounds good. What are we on tonight, boys? Uh, I've started out basic and finishing off the free carton I got from the client. Um, have you ever tasted the sunset? Four pints Pacific Ale, mate. A sunset oh, in a that, bottle. That's what we were drinking the other yeah, night, right? That's what we had the other night when we yeah. were doing the Legends League draft, and it's a pretty good drop. I, I don't, I don't mind it actually. Yeah, easy drink, mate. That's very, a, very that's, easy drink. That's a very easy drink. Lukey, what are you, what are you sitting on, mate? I've got the uh, Zytho Brewing Tropical Pale. Um, which uh, the missus actually put me on to, uh, and it's it's been a bit of a hit in the household, so we do get it regularly, and uh, I quite enjoy it. Yeah, nice one, nice one. Well, uh, we went up to Black Ops when we were down doing our draft at Burley Heads on the Goldie down down, down there, and uh, we went up to the Black Ops Brewery, and they just make some shit-hot beers, absolutely fantastic beers. So I've, uh, I'm sitting on the Send It Session Ale tonight, and it's uh, it, it's going to be a mainstay in our house for a, for a while too. Love it. Love it. And $50 Cardos at the moment, which is not too bad. The Send It, the send it was a, a very easy beer to drink. It was nice. Well, this is the Send It's the beer that the um, the girl working there told us was the 8.7. So we're drinking it just no. going, oh, mate, no. this is dangerous. You could smash these. But it was just the, the 4.2 Sesho. So... Um, no, but they make some great beers. So get down there if you're there. It's uh, it's a bit of a quaint little joint, but uh, yeah, definitely do some good beers down there. And it, uh, go and pick up yourself some send it too. So it's a good ale. All right, lads. Uh, as Loki touched on uh, up up the top of the show, hectic draft season for us. We're in a multitude of different teams. Lots of potties, lots of activity on Instagram and, and Twitter, which is so good because you know, you know, the main reason we're doing this podcast for a start is, you know, we want to we want to try and be a part of the the growth of, of draft, and we believe that this is the best, um, you know, this is the best format to play, Super Coach, and you know, we want to see this thing grow, uh, and so that's why we're doing it. So it's great to have so many so much interaction with like minded people out there as well sharing ideas and you know we get challenged on things which is fantastic you know we're not perfect but it's been a really good off season in uh you know kind of wrapping our arms around the draft format lads wouldn't you say yeah for sure for sure i've um really enjoyed sort of getting around as you said like-minded people um there's a lot of uh, a lot of new faces come in this season as well um blokes i haven't seen around social media and, and the draft scene and um there's actually some boys that at Oztag that got into draft last year and it looks like they're getting into it again this year so it's um hopefully we can grow it and and make it the preferred platform over classic because we all know classics just for accountants that pretend to know about footy isn't that right (laughs) oh yeah i know i know what you're saying and you know it's such a different beast and you know I, i like to i can see now there's a real trend in in classic becoming almost like a bit of a stepping stone for draft. I mean, there's only so long you can play it, right, before you end up going, if you're into the head, head-to-head aspect of it, Luke, would you agree, there's only so long you can play it before you end up going, oh, shit, well, we've all got Haas, we've all got DCE, we've all got Teddy, we've all got... And there comes a point where the head-to-head aspect is gone and, and becomes stale. You can't play it, so that's where you got to move on to draft. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. I think classic will always exist because it's the um, the overall uh, portion of the game where you can you can try and strive for those uh, key rings and the cash prizes and stuff like that. I think that's where classic is uh, unique in its own right. I think for head to head, it's definitely not the uh, the style of play. So, and I think you're right. It, it's one of those things where uh, it's an introduction to fantasy for some people because you don't necessarily have to have. Um, a league of friends you can just jump in there and you get your toes wet you get a bit of a taste for it but you know if you're really serious and you really like it you, you move on to draft there's no doubt about that so um, and look you know we, we love it and if uh, we can sort of spread the uh, the passion for it that we have into our listeners and our followers then I, I think uh, yeah it, it'll definitely take it forward it'll be a bit of a draft revolution for years to come on yeah 100% so with that, let's get into a bit of draft recap. So we obviously recorded our draft uh, only the first seven rounds that we did, and this was year eight for us. So despite what actually happened on the day, we're all kind of seasoned drafters. <laughs> I know it didn't come across like that in some of the picks that we did and all that, but I just want to premise that with the fact that we had a 12 hour 12-hour session the day before and got up and started drinking at 8 a.m. and then launched into our draft at about 10 o'clock. So there was definitely some scratchy individuals and that came through in a couple of really, really out there picks. But we wouldn't have it any other way. I know, obviously, it sets up your six months, how you draft, basically. But we love the variable of everyone being on the beers, being stupid, getting a bit of banter and carrying on a bit. So... This happened a couple of weeks ago down in Burley. For those who've listened to the podcast, got a general gist of, of what actually went down. But just quickly, we're going to run through our teams and give a bit of an overview on uh, you know where we think we got it right, uh, where we think we could have done better, uh, maybe some reaches and some guys who we were happy to pick up, and you know how we think we're going to go uh, for the for the remainder of the year. So, Benny, do you want to lead us off, mate? Uh, how'd you go? You were pick seven. Yeah, I was pick seven. Um, look, mate, I'm not unhappy with my side. Um, I feel like I probably picked a couple of players a bit earlier than I should have. Um, Satili Tupanur, I took probably earlier than I needed to. Um, yeah, uh, I've been very vocal with you blokes and the rest of our league about drafting before the trials. Um, so that's for injuries and for trial form. Uh, because had we drafted after the finals this year I would not have picked Harry Grant at 7 uh, so I, I took Harry Grant first and obviously that's pretty devastating to lose him for the first 4 weeks before it was, it was hours later wasn't it, was it? hours it was later like, mate I was devastated hours later or some shit I was devastated <laughs> and uh Benny just disappeared. We were having a good time. You know, <laughs> I went to cry, mate. On the bands, and then Benny disappears for a couple of hours. <laughs> he went to sleep it off. He'd oh, seen mate. he'd seen Harry Grant go down in the oh, trial, and he went. Over. He just went back to the unit to sleep it off. Yeah, so. <laughs> have a bit of a cry, have a couple of beers, and have a bit more of a cry. Yeah. So, look, I've, I've managed to pick up cover um, on our free agents list in Jake Turpin. So that'll do me. Yeah. Four weeks, I'm okay yeah. with that. He's going to knock out 45, 50, whatever. Uh, then I took Angus Crichton. I'm very happy with that. That's actually come out probably better than I expected. He turned it on and absolutely lit it up in that that trial. And I'm expecting big things out of him this year, as is pretty much everyone. Um, Dylan Brown I was also happy with. I think he's got to be the X factor for the Eels, so I'm pretty happy taking him at three. And then I took Dylan Edwards. Now, you blame me for RTS dropping as far as he did in our draft because I took Edwards over RTS, but... I, I I looked at 
RTS's averages and, and output from last year. I was like, it's his last year. I know he's an effort player and I know the team revolves around him. But I just sort of played the Panthers card over the Warriors card. And I was like, uh, look, if I got it wrong, I got it wrong. So I guess we'll see how it turns out. So, so is there any where, where do you think you're strong in, mate? Where, um, where, where's your strength? Look, mate, I wouldn't. I don't mind my back line. Uh, Daniel Tupu, Brian Kelly, Charlie Staines, and Remus Smith with Dylan Edwards. And then yep. I've got cover of um, of Dewey at fullback and then Laurie at centre wing fullback and Avarillo as well. So uh, Tupu and Kelly are kind of my matchup proof players. I can play them in most games. Um, and then if I want to play matchups, I can rotate Smith, Staines, Avarillo, and Laurie around and, and get some decent matchups there. Uh, obviously, if, if Laurie or Avarillo sort of light it up, they're not actually playing in centre or wing positions, which is pretty advantageous to be able to play them in the centres, and they're playing in positions where they're going to yeah, get their hands 100%. on the ball more. Um, I'll probably start playing them more if they look like they're going to be more consistent scorers than, say, Staines or Smith. Um, I don't mind my back row of Crichton, uh, RFM and Tupanua. The start of the season is going to be a bit tough there with RFM on, on limited minutes and, and coming in, coming back from an injury. Uh, but I think my weakness is probably there's, my there's some waiver There's some waiver targets made, then we'll, we'll touch on that a bit later in the show. So there's some really juicy back row. Yeah, uh, there is, and, and it could be a so. possibility that I need to drop one of them. But I, I'm just holding what I've got for the moment. I don't want to drop Avarillo, Laurie, or Dewey um, because I don't know what the output from them is going to be. So I'm sort of holding. I, I've picked up Jared Wallace earlier in the week on the free agents list. Well, actually, as a waiver, I think. And um, I'm happy with Laurie and Laurie and Wallace at the front row. I mean, it's probably 45 to 50 out of the two of them every game, but I don't really need much more out of my front row. That would probably be my weakest spot is those two. Um, maybe one of my back rows is a bit weak, and my halfback is, is pretty weak in, in Kyle Flanagan. I mean, he could be good, I don't know, but um, in a dog's system, he's not going to be anywhere near as effective and, and score as many points as he did in the Roosters system. So we'll see how that pans out, I guess. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, who who were you really gunning for? Did you pick up anyone who you went into the draft going, yeah, look, I really want to go for this guy? And did you have to reach for him, or did you get him where you thought? Um, so, Laurie, I got Laurie was a, a last like a seventeenth pick. He was my seventeenth pick, and he was a target for my seventeenth pick. I was like, that's my last pick. If he hasn't been taken, I'm taking Laurie. Um, I wanted Avarillo late too. I got a lot of my late picks. I got Daniel Tupu, who was someone I aimed for, and I got Brian Kelly and Remus Smith. Those were three three centre wingers that I definitely wanted. I'm pretty high on Remus Smith this year at, at the, uh, the Storm. Sorry. Um, as for that, Crichton was a target if he fell as far as 14, and he did, so I took him. Um, but I, I kind of wanted Munster at 7 instead of Grant, and, I, and Grant was one of those picks where I thought Munster was going to fall to me, um, and then Benny Tracy took him at, at 6, and I had to go, ah, oh, shit. So I took the next best option for me, which was Grant. And in hindsight, had I known what was going to happen, I would have taken Walker and the whole thing could have panned out differently. Um, so, but it is what it is. And yeah, like I got a few that I was gunning for and I didn't really have to reach, but I, I, I sort of reached on a couple like Tupanor. I, I, that was a silly pick. I, there was plenty better players on the table. Um, but you make these decisions under pressure sometimes. Uh, Luke, what about yourself, mate? How did, uh, how did the nuisance value go? Yeah, look, I was pretty happy with the team that I drafted um, on the day. Uh, yeah, like I didn't have too many um, commitments regarding the uh, the podcast apart from the interviews that, that I did. So I was able to sort of stay focused and despite my, my crook head, um, put together a reasonably good side. And I was pick three, obviously, we snake draft off. I went for Damien Cook over Cameron Munster. 
um, which look, it might end up hurting me uh, because you know there's always the, the hype around Munster and everything like that. But uh, you got to go with your gut sometimes, and I've just got this feeling that Munster might be um, there might be a bit of a committee. Um, sort of approach from the playmaking creative side of things for Melbourne so I sort of talked myself into Cook which I'm not unhappy about Um, yeah the rest of my side I sort of really uh, you know picked as per plan Um, you know the halves went so I sort of had to go all right well I'm going to pick halves late um, and just prioritize you know the forwards and and that's what I did so the strength of my team I think is my forward pack um, my back row is Pangai Jr. and Nathan Brown and I drafted Hudson Young um, but I've managed to pick up Adam Elliott off the waivers um, so he went undrafted in our comp and obviously the off-season scandal sort of rocked a few people including myself but then watching him in the trial off that edge and I was talking to Azza, um, one of the boys from the headbin, uh, on Monday night at Tag, and and I said when he scored that try, the blokes got around him. They got around him like there wasn't a problem. So I was like, oh yeah, I don't think that that's going to be an issue, and I just get the feeling that he's going to have another big year like he did last year. So I'm happy I've grabbed him off the uh, the the waivers, and I've also got to Powell and Paul Vaughan up front. So that's definitely yep. a prank on my side is just to and, and I'm, normally I'm someone who goes spine, center wingers and, and forwards sort of, you know, tries to pick up some um, potential forwards, you know, that, that have potential. But this year I've prioritized the forwards. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, so uh, from a weakness perspective, I think uh, probably my halves. I think are probably my weakness. My center wings are they're, they're, they're average. They're, they're decent. Like I've got um, Nofaluma, Hiku, Asako, and um, Joey Leilua. I've also um, picked up on my bench was Dylan Walker, who um, we'll talk about later, but it, um, could actually do some more right things. But my halves, I've gone George Williams and Chanel Harris Tavita, and look, they could be anything. You know, um, that they could be really, really good and have a season living up to the hype. I've been big on George Williams, and he was one of my targets, which I was able to get, which I was really happy with. Um, but, you know, they also could do something um, underwhelming as well. So um, I've tempered that with a good forward pack, so I'm pretty happy with that. Um, as far as a target was going, oh, man, I was so far over Latrell. Oh, I was riding him, riding him. And I was pick 18 in that second round, and I... I, I didn't feel the hype from anyone else in our comp, so I was pretty confident he was going to fall to me there. And I always thought all along he was a top, he was a first round pick. I thought, yeah, he, he's a, he's going to be a first round pick, whether or not he'll go there. But um, yeah, when he fell to me at eighteen, oh, I could have screamed like a little girl. I was that happy. So yeah, I that, <laughs> uh, that was I was really happy with that. So um, yeah, that's that's my side. Yeah, nice one, nice one. <laughs> Well, I had pick five in in our draft, and and there's a there's a bit to unpack with my team selections here. So so bear with me out there, because um, <laughs> yeah, there's a bit to a bit to kind of work through. So obviously, um, I found out the morning of, so nice and early that um, Pappy was goal kicking. So that was a pretty easy decision for me, and I kind of felt like no one else was on socials and saw it. So. Um, yeah, when uh, Nate Nate uh, Nate's dogs took Ponger at four, um, it was a bit of a no-brainer for me to take to take Pappenhausen there at uh, there at fullback. So he was my first pick. Uh, I obviously had sixteen in the second round, and look, I, I probably haven't been that high on Payne Haas to be fair, and um, but I just kind of felt, you know what, he's sitting there at at uh, at sixteen. Um, I'll try and find someone who I can ride out the first four weeks with, and and I've got to kind of take him there. 
I, I was also thinking Latrell, man, but no no point with, with obviously him losing his duel and me having Pappenhausen. But I, I agree, like, uh, had I taken someone else at five, I definitely would have been looking at Latrell. Do you reckon um, Do you yeah. reckon he should go? Like, I took Crichton at 14. Would you take Crichton over Latrell? Or Latrell over Crichton? Well, let's be fair. Um, if we knew what we knew, well, you know, after the trials, Crichton goes first round. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Crichton's first round. I think Crichton's somewhere 7 to 10 and Latrell's somewhere 8 to 12 for me yeah okay. uh, that, that's where that's where that's I fair. would see him in a, in, in a perfect world um, to be fair uh, basically um, had a few reaches in there um, and again I'll just if premise it by that. <laughs> what's that if you can call him is, is drafting <laughs> drafting Milford at all a reach I believe it okay. is so I'll get to what happened there but that, that that's further down. There's this. There's a lot more to unpack before that, mate. The roads are a lot bumpier at the start than it is at the end. So uh, obviously, I totally um, you know misread the commitment of actually trying to talk through the podcast. And unfortunately, before I wasn't looking at my upcoming pick until it was at my pick. I was looking at everybody else trying to, you know, kind of fuel the banter and all this kind of stuff. And before I knew it, it was my pick. And so I was looking at my draft sheet and I was kind of taking things a little bit too, um, not off the cuff, but there wasn't a lot of like on day preparation um, in terms of leading up to my pick. And it, and it, and it burnt me, but you know, I wanted to do the, the the potty. I was happy with how it came out, and so that was obviously something I'm going to have to factor into next year because it, there was a couple of uh, sketchy picks. Um, the first one being Ben Hunt at in round four, <laughs> which <laughs> I've been uh, I've been living through for the last was two like, weeks. <laughs> I know. I just looked at I've you. I was living like... it through it. Uh, oh look, the reaction on the potty kind of says it all, and I guess. Um, I, I, you know, a few really good hookers went early, and I, and it kind of scared me into it. I honestly didn't think I would pick up Brandon Smith in round eight, but I fucking did, right? So, or yeah, round eight, I think it was, but I did, and that kind of showed me straight away, like, oh, you know, why was I jumping at ghosts? Um, you know, worried about hookers. I've got Ben Hunt now. I, I am high on his upside. Like, I think that uh, outside of you know your top three hookers, Appy. Harry Grant and Cookie. Um, he's probably one of the only ones that can that's got a really high ceiling. There's just a lot of base heavy hookers, definitely late in the in the draft. So I thought by by taking him, my, my mindset was he's got a high upside. Yeah, he's gonna knock me out twenties and thirties week to week, but he's gonna have his hands on everything. He's a captain this year and they don't have a strong squad. A lot's gonna go through Ben Hunt, right? So that was my thinking there. Does it justify it? No. But it happened, so I've got to live with it and uh, got to talk myself through it. Um, next few picks were pretty good. I uh, was happy to pick up Paulo in five, um, and then I grabbed Moses in six, uh, much to Lukey's dismay, which, I, you know, I think Moses falling at six is pretty, you know, is a, a bit of a, uh, um, you know, he's fallen, fallen a fair way. Uh, and then I picked up Tarpanay at seven, and he was someone who I was kind of gunning for, really wanted to grab Tarpanay. He fell a little way too. Um, after that, uh, I picked up uh, Brandon Smith at eight, and then... Um, was like, oh, fuck, I've got no 5'8", and I've got no center winger. So I grabbed Kenny Mamalo, which I was really happy with. Obviously, last year, didn't have a great season. He flew home, so you got to put a line through that one. But the year before, he was a plus 60 average. However, 
Um, obviously, from trial form, didn't read into the fact that he's going to be playing outside Sticky Hands Aiken. Um, and so I, yeah, that's that's I think that's going to bite me on the ass that pick. And uh, yeah, that leads us into the fact that I was looking around for a five eight, and by the time I got there, there was uh, Milford, Ash Taylor. Fuck, who else was on the table? Nothing, no one. It was drink water, Dewey, Morgan. No, well, no, Dewey. drink water had gone. Dewey was there. Uh, I was still a bit uncertain about what was happening with Dewey. Obviously, later that afternoon, he fucking lights up the all. Yet the the day after, he lights up the Sea Eagles. So. Um, yeah, I took a punt on Milford. Obviously, the last time that Kevy was a coach at the Broncos and a halves coach, Milford averaged plus 60. And I'm fingers crossed for a bounce back here. And so I jumped on Milford in uh, People round have been crossing their 10. fingers for a Milford bounce back here oh, for like four seasons. I know, mate. I know. I'm, and I'm not happy with that pick, to be fair. But then uh, it gets worse. My centre wingers are just pus, basically. <laughs> There's nothing left. Um, you know, so I've grabbed Addo Carr, Xavier Coates. And uh, I took Jared Croker as my last pick. Wow. There, so there is very, there very is the horrible. possibility that you score 30 points between all of your center wings <laughs> in a game one day. Oh, 100%. 100%. But look, my strengths are definitely my forward pack, right? So if you if you look at that, uh, you know, I've got Haas and Junior Paulo up front. That's quality. Um, which is good. And then my back row is Barnett, Brandon Smith, and Joe Tarpanay. And I did manage to snag Tariq Sims. Uh, on my bench, but uh, weakness is definitely my centre wingers, man. And look, anyone who kind of been on our socials and heard me talk, I don't prioritise my centre wingers, and I, you know, it's bit me on the ass this time because I've let them go too late. One bloke picked up three of the top six centre wingers, like uh, Holmes boys took, got like he he jumped at best at five, and then he took Crichton at six, and then he took Campbell Graham in like eight. Um, Luke, you took Noffa. Lomax was gone early. Um, Josh Mansour, I think, went in the top seven rounds. I remember Baza taking him on the podcast, so he went top seven. So there wasn't a lot to pick from. I haven't prioritised it. I've gone forward heavy, so now I've got to back them and uh, and hope that they get me home. Uh, my draft target um, uh, wasn't Ben Hunt, despite me getting him in be- uh, round four. It was Mitch Barnett. Um, I was pretty high on him this year, and I kind of figure... If he can go 65 to 70 this year, he's, he's warranted in that, that, that third round that I got him at. So might be a long season for the uh, for the Dusty Hotels, but uh, I think I've got pretty strong forwards and um, I'm an active trader, so I'm not going to let my uh, my squad go stale. I'll, I'll do what I can to try and turn it over and, and, and get some wins. So let's see what happens there, boys, that's for sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll tuck into that Legends League, eh, that team um, that we picked the other night. And uh, that was uh, that was a good little experience, I thought, um, having the three of us there sort of drafting by committee and, you know, bouncing things off each other within the minute that we had. Um, but we were very prepared and, um, you know, we were sort of, uh, yeah, running picks by each other, coming up to it and, um, yeah, just watching things go on the app. It was really good. So we, we, we were sort of very, uh, as you would have heard if you were listening to the live stream, we were very um, anxious as our team was unfolding because we thought we'd sort of um, shit the bed and, and, and left a few positions short. We Our, our hookers and our fullback, we sort of drafted late um, and we thought we shit the bed. But once the... Uh, draft finished and we were able to analyze the teams we actually went holy shit we're actually in a pretty good spot um we think we're a top four side just based off the draft obviously um you know there's been some differing opinions on socials and within the league itself oh 
Absolutely. Do we cop a it's bath been to really take Brooks at seven? <laughs> yeah. We yeah, cop a bath to take him Brooks at seven. And and look, you know, uh, fair enough. We reached on him a bit, but all the good halves were gone. Like he, he was so the last we like, respectable halfback left. Exactly. Like, there was I'm, no not ta- I'm not taking fucking Kyle Flanagan. Like, and you know, we could have waited and waited and waited, but there was better fullbacks that were going to be left on the table late than there was halves. So we went, all right, we'll take Brooks. Look, you know, he's goal kicking this year, so that can't be denied, right? That's 10 points. I'd say 10 points a game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so even if he's a 45 on. average from last year, goal kicking, bring him up to a 53 to 55 average. I'm happy with that, man. That's that's, that's five a points. round pick yeah, right there. five points below Adam Reynolds a game. Don't worry about it. Plus, the same, you've got to apply the same rationale that every, or the same logic that everyone's been applying to Cameron Munster. It's his team now, right? So if it's good for Munster, and apparently he's going to go nuts, then surely it's got to be the same for Brooks. It, it's literally his team now. There's no Harry Grant. There's no Benji Marshall. I think that there's going to be a little bit of up uptick with uh, with Brooks this year. And, and, and we backed ourselves to take that pick, right? Yeah. And I yeah, and we're not and and I'll caveat that by saying we are not comparing books to months to people. Don't shit. Okay, we're not <laughs> saying they're the same player. All right, what we're saying is is that um, based upon the fact that they're solely in charge of the attack, which we actually don't think that Melbourne is, but um, with with Smith going, um, well, and and then for Brooks with Harry Grant and Benji going, it puts more onus on him, so it should increase his output from a super coach perspective. Yeah, 100%. And look, our centre wingers could have been stronger, I feel, but I think we got the best of the available. Benny, run us through our forwards, mate, because, oh, mate, they are absolute froth. It is absolutely stiffening, isn't it? I won't hear anything else. I will not hear anything else. This forward back is just fucking delicious. So we've basically taken... All of our forwards in the first five. five <laughs> we did. <laughs> so we picked. Um, we took Cody Walker first. That was a no-brainer. That's our upside. Um, this is a no captains league for anyone listening. So you guys who are going to knock out your seventy bases are, are pretty important um, because they're going to help you win weeks. Yeah, they're going to help you pad your score out and make sure you sort of hit that minimum 750 to 800 every week. Um, you do still need those high ceiling players. We've got a few of them, but our forward pack, we've got CSU, Takiaho, and Christian Welsh up front. Now, Welsh is going to play big minutes um, at the start of the season for the first six rounds while Fanukin's out. As to, what happen- as to what happens after that, yeah, it remains to be seen. We've got Jared Wallace as backup. So even if Welsh goes back to a 45, 50 average, that's fine. Takiaho is going to knock us out 65 to 70 every game. Um, then our, our back row is just cream. Tohu Harris, Nathan Brown, and Joey Tarpanay. So Stop we've just it. got 70 average, 65 to 70 average blokes across that back, back row. And and we got Tarek Sims on the bench as well. So Again. Again. There's so, fucking 300 points in that back row every week. Easy. 300. Easy. Got him. 300. Legends, no Legends League, League is too. scared. <laughs> yep. They are scared. Yeah, but obviously with the center wingers, um, Lucky, who did we take in the center wings, mate? Who did we end up with? Well, uh, we, got our, we got our Brian Kelly. So that, that's our target. He's our homer. We, we've, we've talked about how much we love him. So we're, we're really good, happy to pick him up. And he's our top end center winger. But then we've got some sort of upside guys. Uh, Nick Kotrick 
Um, we heard that, uh, they, that that Barrett employed a bit of a tactic in the trial where Kotrick was dropping back from centre to uh, field the kicks on the fourth and fifth to have the carrybacks, which when you're talking about uh, the, the outside back that uh, led the league in tackle breaks last year, um, doing that, well, or he was in the top three of tackle breaks last year for outside backs doing that, then that's just... You know, oh, froth, froth. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so. I know. I'd prefer to have Kotrick run the ball back than Nick Meany, hundred percent. Oh well, yeah. that's that's exactly right, man. And that's what that's what you're going to get. So I might add another, you know, four or five hit ups a game for him, which is, you know, they're all plus eight meters. If there's one tackle bus on every single one of those, so you've got potentially somewhere around another, you know, fifteen or sixteen points a game. Uh, we've also got Jordan Rapana, and we, we sort of picked him as a bounce back. If anyone saw that trial, it, it looked like Rapana circa 2017. It was hard to actually fathom that he was able to, um, you know, work over that Roosters team the way he did, and he made a nice line break with a few tackle busts and showed a showed a bit of speed for an older fella. So, you know, we, we're not getting him in there for the for the um, the top end stuff. We're getting him in there for the work. The pig stuff that he does, and the the, the, the you know, violence, the and the yeah, the the, the um, yeah, the hard work and engine room stuff. So, yeah, we've got him, and then we got Remus Smith to round it out. Now, Remus Smith could be a hit or miss. He's playing in the centres this this week. I, I, I'd prefer him on the wing um, myself, but uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, someone in the Storm system that's had a lot of potential at the Dogs takes that extra step under Bellamy. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of potential and not a lot of uh, surety about our centre wings, but um, you know, if 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 they hit like we expect them to, then um, yeah, come and get the trophy off this guy. Hundred percent, and we we pick up a bit of cover in uh, on the bench too, didn't we? We for for a couple of our weaker positions, but well, we got yeah, we, we got Ramsey, Ramsey, and, and he's another Ramsey. guy who's. I don't mind Ramsey either, and I'll talk to him a bit later on the potty, but, you know, full of energy, loves to get involved. Don't be surprised if at some point Dufty and, um, you know, maybe maybe Ramsey gets some reps there. Um, who else do we get on our bench, lads? Adam Dewey, which I'm pretty high on um, after he's 5'8". Oh, yeah, fullback cover. If, we, if, we can, if he starts to light it up at 5'8 for the Tigers, which he'll, he's going to get his hands on the ball a lot, and he's probably going to run the ball a lot. I don't... Like, he's got a good passing game still. Um, if you watch that trial, he laid on a couple of good tries with some really nice passes, but I still think his size allows him to just, just barge over a lot too. Um, so he'll slot in for Klockstad if uh, if all things pan out the way I think they're going to and he actually starts to average more than, than Chansey. But at the moment, we'll probably play Chansey and it could even be a match-up thing where we swap them in and out based on the teams that they're yeah, playing each week. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yep, yep, good stuff. So we're excited for that. There's some uh, big heads to uh, that are, that are going to roll in that in that um, in that competition. I don't think they really thought through inviting us in, but we do appreciate the invite. But oh, we're just going to wreck shit this year. Um, they invited us. We're not there. We're not there to bloody stand by. And um, yeah, we're throwing chat. We're um, we're drafting solid teams, and we're there to win the thing. So we're not there to make up the numbers. Um, yeah. So hopefully we ruin some egos and send some. Uh, there's going to be some shoeys on the table for tears. sure. There, there's oh. going to be some tears, mate. There is going to be some tears. Yeah. Hopefully. And well, you say shoeys, Benny, and I m- might just touch on that quickly. Um, some of you might have seen it on the socials during the week, but we we're having a bit of banter with the Rubdown boys. Um, they were giving us some grief about the Luke Brooks pick. So. 
they were saying that uh, the Tigers won't generate enough points for Luke Brooks's goal kicking to be a factor. And I said, uh, I replied to them that um, under Griffin, Penrith were the worst performing team in the attacking 20 during his tenure. So I believe that the Tigers will score more tries over the season than the Dragons will, thus making uh, Zach Lomax's goal kicking irrelevant and uh, put a shoey on it. So that's uh, that's a little bit we've got going with the Rubdown boys. Yep, and those boys love a bet, so there's plenty more to come throughout the course of the year. And, uh, yeah, we're going to shake things up. But it's a great competition. We're looking forward to being a part of it. There's some quality drafters in there too. So, you know, it's great for that to kind of be the showpiece of, uh, you know, what we're doing while we're doing this too. So, And we'll obviously touch on our progress through that um, throughout the course of, of each week. Uh, and give you, you know, our team updates and, uh, yeah, go from there. All right, let's get into it, lads. It's TLT. This is what we're here for. We, we've covered off on the formalities. Um, everyone waited all day for it, so let's jump in. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Congratulations. The rest of you made the team. <sighs> Except you, you and you. All right, lads. So, for anyone who doesn't uh, hasn't heard our potty before, or obviously didn't tune in last year, we're just going to go through game by game. Um, obviously, call out the key ins and outs of, of each of each lineup. We'll, we'll obviously alternate games between the three of us, and then uh, at the end of our obviously teamless review, we'll uh, call out our waivers, free agencies, captaincy, and vice captaincy options for those games. So, obviously, gives you some. Uh, some feedback on uh, you know who we think is a good play there. Now, obviously, without any kind of week-to-week history here, and who, without us seeing any form of any teams, uh, basically, you know, match-up plays and things like that are hard to dictate right now. Obviously, as we get a bit of form throughout the course of the year, it's going to be easier to say, oh, this, you know, this left-side defence is crap. So, you know. Um, this back rower and this halfback is going to have a field day. They're a good matchup play this week. And obviously with your captains and vice captaincies, that, that applies there too. Uh, we understand that, you know, there's some leagues out there that don't play captaincy and vice captaincy, but this is just kind of a broad rundown of, of each team. So, um, yeah, look, you know, there was some curveballs today. Um, definitely some some stuff that I wasn't expecting. Uh we kick it off in, you know, just, just under 48 hours with, with the Storm and the Bunnies. So, lads, let's go through it. Let's kick it off. Yeah, just to want to alert everyone. I don't want to alarm everyone, but I've, I've, I've thrown the shirt off. Um, so I'm just sitting here with uh, footy shorts. I can't guarantee <laughs> that they're going to stay on throughout this episode. Okay? But I will give you warning when they're coming off if it does happen. I almost took my pants off when we were going through our board pack for the Legends League. Is that is that acceptable? Oh, 100%. Almost, yeah. it, was, it was almost an intimate moment when we were going through our back row, especially. I thought that was... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. Lads, who's got the Storm and the Bunnies on Thursday night? That'll be Benny. Yeah, mate, i got Storm and Bunnies, so we're good to go. Um, super keen for this Thursday night, first game of the year, and um, it should it is shaping up to be a cracker. 7.05pm Thursday night, Amy Park. Um, look... The, the lineups here, I know you said there's been some curveballs and stuff in Teamless Tuesday, but the lineups here are pretty well as expected. Um, so for for the Storm, Harry Grant's uh, obviously done his medial, as we spoke about earlier. He's out for sort of four to five weeks. 
that just slots Brandon Smith straight back in at where he wants to play. Um, it kind of worries me a bit as a Harry Grant owner as to, you know, is Brandon Smith going to steal some minutes off him there, especially if he performs well in these first four weeks. But I guess we'll see how that pans out. Um, Dale Finucan got injured. Uh, I think it was in, was in the trials as well, or might have been at training. Uh, he's out it's for a training, was yeah, a training injury. Training. Yeah, he's out for six weeks with a calf injury. So um, Nelson Lasofa-Solomon is playing at lock for him. Um, kind of it seems like a weird pick there. Uh, they've got some other blokes who I thought would have been better, but he's just going to rotate through that forward pack. So um, just a number on a jersey. Yeah, bro. it's just a number, number on a jersey on a there for him. So. Obviously, that'll be Brandon Smith's when Harry Grant comes back. And uh, I'd say Fanukin probably comes back in through the bench, possibly. But yeah, that's about it. Chris Lewis, Tui Kamakamitha, Tom Eisenhuth, and Nico Hines on the bench. So there's no changes there. Obviously, we've Pappenhausen at fullback. The only other one, uh, Branko Lee's out injured. I don't know for how long. I think it's just a hamstring injury. Um, says he only got out through, got through limited training, so he's probably still running on it. But uh, it puts George Jennings on the wing. Now, they're saying that Remus Smith has taken Lee's spot, but I would imagine when Branko Lee's fit, if they're happy to slot him back in, Smith will probably play on the wing, which, yeah. as you spoke about, Lukey, is where you'd want him if you own him. Um, I, Smith's a far better player than George Jennings, so I would I would have him uh, have him on the wing and Branko Lee in the centres normally. But yeah, this week it's Jennings, Smith, Ola Minato Carr, Munster and Hughes in the halves, Bromwich, Brendan Smith, Christian Welsh, probably playing 60 for us. Just to beat everyone, you know. Ooh, the rhino, fully, the, the white rhinos are ready to carve up. Um, I've got a double. I've got a double horn. <laughs> the only, the only <laughs> thing that'll be in danger will be our opposition. Yeah. Oh, oh, the puns. All right. Uh, as for the Rabbitohs, starting fullback we've got Latrell Mitchell, Alex Johnson, Dane Gagai, Campbell Graham, Josh Mansour makes his debut for the Bunnies. So um, it'll be good to see how he goes there. Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds, and halves. Thomas Burgess and, and Tavita Totola up front. Damian Cook at nine. Jacob Host and Jason Jensen are on the on the back row, and uh, Cameron Murray rounds out the, the thirteen. Uh, on the bench, interestingly, they've, they've picked Benji Marshall, which um, pretty handy. I, like I, pick, I, yeah. I don't mind like that pick. That. Um, he can sort of slot in anywhere and add a bit of flair, which would be good. I just don't know. He doesn't really cover the back line as such. It's not like he can slot him into the centres if you get an injury there, like some other teams are running that that more utility like better utility player but um, he can come on and add some flair wherever he plays in the park I guess um, Mark Nichols Colin Matungi and Jai Arrow round out the uh, round out the the bench Arrow playing at 17 I, I can see him later in the season maybe just moving into a starting spot there but um, for now he's, he's, he's coming off the pine uh, in this game our, our captaincies and vice captaincies I probably wouldn't want to be captaining anyone, especially this early in the season, um, nah. straight up, until you get a feel for it. So your vice captaincy options for me uh, in this game, given the matchup, is a, is a pretty even matchup as well. I probably only have Mitchell Walker, Cook, Murray, Pappenhausen, and Munster. I don't see any others being um, really rel- relevant in that aspect. Yeah, that's fair. Um, now. I don't know about other leagues and when they've what like when they've drafted, but our league is pretty much all free agents at the moment. There's no waivers, so my pickups for this week um, for this game. I mean, if Welsh, if he hasn't been taken, is is a must take. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't mind Jaden Sewer. If, if you're weak in the back row, he could be a good pick. And Remus Smith as well, because uh, he could be anything. So especially if he gets shifted to the ring wing when uh, Branko Lee comes back. And I, look, you could have a stab at Kafusi and Kbrom and just see if the no Cameron Smith makes a difference to their output. But it's usually one or the other. So you kind of got to have a stab and just hope you get it right. For any free agents here, mate? Yeah, just just those two. Like, as I said, everyone's free agency. Okay. Um, if, if you were really going to put in, if you had to put in a waiver waiver, uh, I would say probably only Welsh. And the rest, Sewer, Smith, Kafusi and Cabron would all be free agency plays. I don't mind a free agency play in a low, either like, a, I don't mind a free agency play for, for uh, Jacob Host too. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a little bit unstable, his, his um, job security, but... If you've got spot on your bench, put him on put him on your pine. Watch what he does over the next couple of weeks. If he's banging out mid fifties, fucking hallelujah, he's trade bait. Or you can play him if you've got a weak back row. Good stuff, mate. All right, Lukey. Uh, you've got the ball fest, which is the Bulldogs and the Knights at six o'clock on uh, Friday night. So take us through it, mate. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Who aren't the Knights missing? <laughs> so yeah. they're missing uh, Ponga, Edric Lee, Heimel Hunt, Blake Green. Pierce has been named, but we'll yeah, go. Yeah, Pierce, he's, he's not there. He's not there. Yeah, he'll go. <laughs> he's not there. Um, but, yeah, so basically uh, you can probably guess most of them. Tex Hall is obviously coming into um, sub Honga, Toa on the wing. Um, Gemmit Shibasaki's on the other wing as well. And then the forward pack is pretty much as you expected. Connor Watson, as we heard at lock, Barnett and Frizzell in the back row. Um, the dogs, the dogs are, you know, they're interesting this year. I think I, I, I gave the dogs a bit of shit because I had to cover them a fair bit last year. But, um, you know, they've got some changing names. So let's see how they go. Corey Allen, obviously, at fullback. Hopawati and Kotrick in the in the centres. That could be possibly one of the best centre pairings in the league, maybe. Hopawati and Kotrick. Oh, I don't dislike it, that's for sure. I, I, I think it's, it's strong. They've got, you know, they've got Kotrick's running game, his tackle-busting ability in uh, Hopawati's hands and his playmaking ability is nice. Yeah, and he's got a good offload too, Hopawati. So Aparillo's come up, so he's playing the six, and that's really exciting for um, for, for anyone who... Benny, that's really... That's exciting for Benny. Yeah, mate, I, I froth Aparillo. <laughs> I love him, mate. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, Hetherington's nab the uh, starting prop spot. I think that's because Napa's coming back from injury. Adam Elliott's on that edge, as we, we expected. Josh Jackson at lock and Corey Woodell on the other edge. Um, they've had to call in Bradley Dietz, who played in the trial, and he was actually really like in the trial. Like. Um, but uh, they've had to get accept- an exemption to play him, so I don't think he's going to play when Marshall King comes back. So Tioni Katoa's got the uh, the bulk of the line share of the minutes at hooker this game. Um, captaincy options, vice-captaincy options. Um, the only captain that I see in this side, being that it's first game of the season, is David Clemmer. Um, uh, Barnett, Hoy, Flanagan, Adam Elliott and Watson. I'd throw the VC on um, if you don't have any other options in other games. I think those guys could potentially, you know, snag a try or a couple of try assists and, and knock you out a 90. Um, they're, they're capable of doing that. So um, the the only pickups for this game, obviously, if you, you're short in hooker, um, Sione Katoa, he's probably guaranteed 60 minutes. Uh, fairly crafty. Uh, he's probably going to get you 50 out of that 60 minutes. Um, and then uh, Gimmit Shibasaki. I actually anticipate Shibasaki's going to nail down that um, wing spot for Newcastle permanently with Edric Lee seeming to be on the outer, as it was reported this week. It's free to look around. So Shib- Shibasaki's yardage work is really good. It's quite underrated, actually. Yeah, all right. So enough said about that game. We'll move on, eh? 
Yep, 100%. So I've got the the Eels and the uh, the Broncos on uh, Friday night up here. Um, so with the with the Broncos, bit of bit of a roster changeover and some injuries. So Azarko's nailed down that fullback spot, which obviously he'll have the goal kicking too. So had a bit of off field stuff last year. So hopefully he can have a bounce back. I've got Xavier Coates in my team. He is a massive thing, a massive thing. So I hope he does. You know, I hope he's made of the good stuff and he actually backs it up and gets in and rolls his sleeve up because he could be anything. Farnsworth has come up, so he's in the centres. He looked pretty good last year, and Tessie Newey in the last trial looked pretty good. He's uh, partnering Farnsworth in the, in the centres. David Mead on the wing, whatever. Um, Milford, go the Milf. Go the Milf. Is, uh, That's that is, <laughs> David Mead and Anthony Milford. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. You're all and Brody Croft. You're all your mind. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Um, so up front, uh, TPJ has got the half spot uh, for the first couple of rounds by the look of it. Turpin um, holds down the nine spot. Lodge, Alex Glenn, Jordan Ricky on the edge, which is exciting. I don't think he maintains that. Uh, I think when Haas comes back, uh, TPJ goes to the edge there and Ricky comes on as like an impact forward, similar to what David defeated in his first you know, season or two as well, which I think is fair. Um, you got Par- Patrick Carrigan, who is one of the co-captains, locking down uh, the 13. Asiata, Flegler, Bullymore, and Tio on the bench. And then for the Eels, this is pretty much exactly the same as last year, except Opacic is in for Michael Jennings. So you've got Gutho, Sivo, Opacic, Blake, Ferguson, Brown, and Moses. They've switched sides. Now, a bit up in the air here because... Dylan Brown doesn't pass the ball. And if everyone saw what happened to Sean Lane last year, he went from like a 61-2 average down to like a 54 average last year because he was playing outside Dylan Brown. Now, Brown's on his side. Moses has gone... uh, uh, Sorry, Lane's gone over to Moses' side. Um, Yeah, look, uh, Ryan Madison owners, mm, just watch this space. Um... From there, you've got Campbell Gillard, Reed Marnie, Junior Paulo, Sean Lane, Ryan Madison, Nathan Brown, uh, Oregon Confuci, Papali, Keegan Hipgrave, and Will Smith on the bench. Now, Reed Marnie, I think, is going to play limited minutes. I don't think he plays 80 anymore. Um, you've got Will Smith there, who I think will come on in some capacity there. Um, second game on Friday night, I think he'd still be wielding the VC axe here. Um, I'd say you could probably whack it on TPJ for the Broncos. Uh, that's probably it for them. For the Eels, take your pick. Gutho, Sevo, Brown, Moses, chuck it on Junior Paulo for extra minutes, Ryan Madison and Nathan Brown. So, go nuts. Uh, don't really have too many, don't really have any waivers here. Um, Jake Turpin fell a lot in a lot of leagues. Uh, so, if he's, he's on your wire, he he could be a good nine backup if you if you're weak in that uh, in that regard. Um, Herbie Farnsworth maybe a free agent play. Uh, maybe just watch how he goes. Um, but obviously I wouldn't be touching Croft. Jordan Rickey's another one. I, I think he got drafted in every draft league, and and blokes just want to see what he's doing. But outside of that, um, that's probably where I'd leave it. No waivers, just a few free agency plays uh, in that regard. Benny, first game on Saturday, mate. Warriors and Titans um, at Central Coast Stadium. Uh, hopefully, it's good weather, mate. This should be a belter. Yeah, I'm actually pretty keen to watch this. It's, you know, Warriors have got a few new names in, and 
you know, Titans have two, and Titans' two big recruits have come in, so it'll be interesting to see sort of what they can put together. The halves pairing's a little bit more seasoned now, so um, we'll start with the Warriors. Their back line's pretty well as expected. You've got two of us to check at the fullback. Uh, David Fusatua, Ewan Aitken comes from the Dragons to, to take one centre spot, and Peter Hiku and Kenny Mamalo, uh, as expected there. Uh, Cody Nakarima and, and Chanel Harris-Tavita, uh, the halves pairing here. They could be anything this year, like um, Chanel's a bit of an X-factor, so it'll be good to see what they, they can produce together. Um, front row, you've got Adam Fenua-Blake, who's come over from Manly. Pretty exciting for them. He's a, he's a massive in for them, so it'll be interesting to see what he can produce there as well. Uh, Jermaine Tanua-Brown gets that number 10 spot. Um, he's kind of the forgotten man, isn't he? He had yeah, some great games last year. He did. Um, he was pretty good last year, and he was sort of averaging 50, so I don't... Yeah, I don't, I don't hate him as a pickup either. If you if you're weak in the front row, just stash him and see how he goes. Um, your back row, Alicia Katoa and Bailey Sirenen. I believe Bailey Sirenen's come from the Rabbitohs last yes. year. Yeah, Correct. and he, he yep. looked pretty good there. So he could he could lock down that spot. But look, there's a lot of mouths to feed in this Warriors forward pack. Tohu Harris is at number 13, and he's going to take a fair share of minutes on your bench. You got Jazz Tavanga, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, Lisa Armour, and Bunty Afoa now. I don't see that team changing a lot throughout the season. That's probably the best team that they can field. Uh, but there are a lot of a lot of mouths to feed. Murdoch Masilla is going to take minutes off the front row and possibly off some of the back row. Armour um, and Afoa will take minutes off the front row. So, mate, someone who knows? scrambled the circus board on that fucking merry-go-round, haven't they? Didn't they? Like seriously, I, I'm trying to figure out who's subbing for who, and you got fucking. Tohu's probably going to play some edge, and yep. Jazz is going to play some middle. Ben Murdoch-Masilla is going to play some edge as well. You need I mean, a fucking degree in algebra Jesus. to work out the interchange uh, program. 100%. Uh, because, yeah, yeah, 100%. It's hard to know who to pick up, and that's why sort of everyone, like any of these forwards, are just, just keep an eye on them. Fanua Blake's probably the only one that you're probably going to get um, what you know out of him. He's probably going to get more minutes than the others. Uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty up in the air at the moment. I just Titans, mate. As for the Titans, obviously we got Brimson at the back. Um, Anthony Don, Brian Kelly, Patrick Herbert has come over from the Warriors. He's a good player. He was good at the Warriors. He should be really good here. He's. I don't know if he's going to goal kick. They still reckon Fogarty's got the goal kicking, but he is a good goal kicker. So if Fogarty starts to drop the ball a bit there, he'll pick up the goal kicking. Uh, Corey Thompson rounds out the back line. Ash Taylor and Jamal Fogarty in the halves. Hopefully that they can just improve on what they started at the back end of last season. Um, Jamal Fogarty is one of the captains now with Kevin Proctor, so good on I'm him, man. I'm so high on yeah. Fogarty this year. It's just grind him up, roll him into a number, and I'll smoke him. <laughs> he is... I'm so high on him. Like I love, I love the fact that he's the captain. He's solid as a rock. He's goal kicking now. He's the future. Ash Taylor can just windle off... Yeah, real high on Fogarty this Just year. watch him. I think I think Fogarty is one of those players. He he debuted late, kind of like um, Cody Walker did. It was just 25 mm. or 26 when he debuted. So yeah, hundred percent. He's got a good head on him, and um, it's just a pity he's super fucking slow because he breaks the line a lot. He's just really slow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, so front row is pretty decent. You got Moaki Fodawaka and Jared Wallace. Now that's a pretty formidable front row pairing, and Mitch Rain at hooker. 
Kevin Proctor and David Fafita in the back row, which is pretty savage as well. And obviously Big Tino, Fast Summer Lua, uh, locking down the pack. And, and there's some big names in Fafita and Tino, and they'll be expecting a fair bit of it, uh, a fair bit out of them this season, as will all Titans fans, I believe. Um, on the bench, pretty good start with Tyrone Peachy. That's that's someone. Uh, good utility to have running around there. He's going to probably just get some minutes through the middle there, maybe take some off Mitch Rain. Um, Sam Lasone, Jermaine Jolliffe, and Aaron Clark round out the bench there. Um, mate, mate, no SASA. You no SASA. Mate. I got rid of him. I sort of heard this coming, and I had this feeling he wasn't going to get a spot, so I dropped him. Um, he was a, he was a bench pick anyway. He had, he had that dual, dual eligibility, so I picked him up as yeah. cover, and then when I realised he wasn't going to get a spot, I kind of dropped him. He was named Jersey 20, and he may get a start this season, but he's not going to take minutes off some of those real high-end players. So. No. Um, disappointing, for, uh, disappointing for Peachy. Um that Aaron Clark's on the bench. Like, yeah. Do some time at 13 and at 9, but it doesn't look like that. Yeah, he's just going to rotate through the middle for a bit. They're probably going to bring him on in the same sort of role as the Bunnies use Benji, just for a bit of X-Factor. Um, when forwards get a bit tired, bring Peach on and let him try and carb up through the middle. Um, captaincy vice captaincy. This game could go either way. There's still vice captaincy options, given it's only the first game on the Saturday. Um, and that's what I'd sort of be playing at. If I had any of the, if I was looking to use any of these players as a vice captaincy captaincy option, um, RTS, Mamalo, Kelly, David Fafita, or Brimson, um, the only ones I'd be comfortable putting the straight captaincy on, even even then, like Harris, Toho Harris is the main one, um, yep. but to a lesser extent, AFB, I think he's going to get a good set of minutes there. I think he's probably going to knock you out 65, so that could be someone you can throw the C on. Sounds good, um, bud. Pickups, look, maybe Pe- Peachy just see what sort of minutes he gets through there and what kind of role Aaron Clark plays. Um, but I- I've got no waivers, uh, just free agencies for maybe Patrick Herbert, Kevin Proctor, uh, Mitch Rain, and then to a lesser extent, um, Tyrone Peachy. Yep. Yeah, I think that's fair. You've covered it there, mate. Lukey, Roosters and Eagles, 4.30 on Saturday. Yep, well, this corresponding match last year was uh, ended up with the Eagles winning a one-point game, I believe. I think it was 9-8 or 10-8. Um, and, uh, yeah, sort of shocked shocked the, the competition a bit, but uh, the, the Eagles didn't go on from there. Um, I don't see this game playing out the same way. I think the Eagles are going get, to uh, get their ass handed to them here. So, um, But in saying that, um, you know, there, there is some, some changes. Uh, that you probably need to be taken aware of, and, and, and this game does have potential to have a bit of a, a lot of points in it. Um, for the Roosters, uh, Kiri obviously comes back. Lachlan Liam's sewn up that halves position for him, and there's talk that he will be goal kicking if Takiyaho's off the field when, and they score. Um, probably the big one is Lindsay Collin gets to start a prop. Did um, you say Lachlan Lamb there, mate? Was going to goal kick when Takiyaho's off the field? Oh, if so the Tedesco thing is 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 binned. Oh, actually, well, no, probably not. I, I, I've just heard that it's it's going to be Lockie, Lockie Lamb. He may not have... I don't know whether he's on the field in the trial when... Um, oh, when Tedesco was kicking. When right. Tedesco was kicking, but uh, um, I, I still think he's a play. I think Lockie, Lockie Lamb's going to have a big season this season. Um, Lindsay Collins gets the start at prop uh, over Wiria Hargraves, and I think this is probably where you start to see the decline in Jarrod Hargraves and his relevancy in Supercoach. Um, so yeah, I think that they're going to split minutes pretty evenly. Um, yeah, so that's the uh, 
the the roosters and it's all pretty much as per program for the roosters we all sort of saw this team coming kieran's got the spot on the bench he's going to come on and spell friend um nat butcher and daniel Fafita round out the 17 um not bad for nat butcher i think if you're in a really deep league he might be a pickup because i think he, he plays minutes at lock there i think um he spells uh, isaac leo and leo's not a big minutes player so that could be 50 40 to 50 minutes for butcher and he he can have pretty good output ppm wise so yeah keep an eye on him as for the seagulls obviously the big in is dylan walker at fullback now um pick him up straight away if he's a free agent because it's it's it's, it's um post draft um you, you just you've got to pick him up uh, if you're not quite confident, and obviously it is against the Roosters, so there's every chance he has an absolute barrier, or he's just not a factor because they don't have the footy. But um, I, I, I did a quick uh, look at that, um, or his upcoming draw. And so obviously they've got the Rabbits next week, which may not be good, but then they go St. George, Penrith, New Zealand. So that's a, a fairly decent draw. So And, and then Pommy comes back then. So, um, yeah, I think Dylan Walker uh, is a definite pickup this week. I see that they've got Tavita Funa on the bench, and I wonder if that's because... And this, this could be me just, you know, overanalyzing things. But if Lachlan Croker needs a break, Tavina Funa, Tavita Funa comes on at fullback, which he played last year. Walker goes to six. And Foran goes into nine for, say, 15 minutes to give Lachlan Croker, Croker a break. Yeah, I can see that happening. Right, so I can see that happening. I don't actually think that affects Walker too much because he actually produces pretty well at 5'8". Uh, he did last year anyway. So Dylan Walker's a definite pickup for mine there. Brad Parker gets that centre spot. Jason Saab's on the wing. Ruben Garrick's actually rumoured to goal kick, which is oh. absolutely disgusting. What happened to Cherry Evans' right foot in the off-season that he can't kick better than Garrick? But I don't Hurts. I don't have... Hurts. I don't Hurts. have... Uh, none of us, or I don't have DCE in any of my leagues... So suck a fat one to anyone who does. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, fuck, fuck, fuck this here. Yeah. Suck shit. Suck shit. Josh Alawai and Marty Tapao are up front with Lachlan Croker. Now, Taniella Paseka has been named on the bench. And, and you know, obviously the back row, Jack Gosiewski has gotten the nod over Andrew Davey, Curtis Siren and Jake Dubojevic there. Um captaincy vice captaincies obviously teddy he's a set and forget captain and i think tko is probably as well uh vice captaincies dce tupu jake jaboyevic that oh, i don't feel great about that so um and tko as well crichton's got to be a captain did you say better, that better option oh and crichton as well sorry um so yeah that that those are the options there um as far as pickups go i'd be looking at uh lindsey collins and obviously Dylan Walker. Um, Lachlan Croker, oh, I just don't feel great about picking him up, uh, even though he's... Have a look at his minutes for the first couple of weeks, and then yeah. he might be a play. Yeah. Yeah, nice one. Very good. Uh, I've got the Panthers and the Cowboys at Pepper Stadium on Saturday night. Is it still called Pepper Stadium? I don't know. Um, but, uh, so, Panthers, Panthers and Cowboys. Panthers Stadium, allegedly. Penrith Park. Penrith Park, Park. Always been hard. Okay. All right. That are uniforms. Um, so, Dylan Edwards at one, Charlie Staines, Paul Momorowski, Stephen Crichton, Brian Tuo. Good to see Momorowski. He's got that uh, that centre spot. I just want to see him. I just want to see him play fucking half a dozen games in a row and see what this kid's made of. Um, we've got Toho on the wing as well. Luai and Cleary in the halves. Leota has got that eight spot. I think that's good. Hopefully, it's not just a he's not just an impact player and he can and he can bring uh, that intensity from the starting spot. Coruscant, Fisher, Harris, 
Kikau and Kirk Capewell has got that starting spot. Now, we alluded to that last week. Uh, obviously, in our early mail, we kind of said that was on the cards or at least big minutes on the edge. So he's nailed down that uh, that right-hand edge spot. And Isaiah, as the captain, locks it out. May, Linu, Eisenhuth and Liam Martin are the bench uh, for the Cowboys. Scotty Drinkwater's got that number one spot. Um, just on record, I don't like it. I don't like it, um, but it is what it is. Drinkwater's there, Felt, Masters, uh, the Hammer, who is probably put on, uh, supposed to have put on another few kegs in the offseason, has got that uh, that centre spot. Val Holmes, so the million-dollar man on the wing, highest-paid winger in the league, fantastic, good stuff. Hope he's kicking goals. Uh, then you got Morgan and Clifford in the halves. Uh, Molo, Luki, you're high on him. You'll talk to that a bit later. Uh, Reese Robson, Jordan McLean, Mitchell Dunn, Cohen Hess, and Jason Talmalolo in the forward pack. On the bench, Granville, Maguire, Corey Jensen, and Ruben Cotter, who won't play any nine and will just rotate through the middle there. All right, so now you're looking at vice captaincy and captaincy options. I think, uh, you know, if you've got options uh, on the Sunday, you, you can still look at VCs. If you don't, it's a good time to captain. VCs, you can probably look at like a Dylan Edwards, maybe a Crichton and a 2-0, Luai, Cleary, Coruscant, Fisher-Harris, Kikau, Yo. Fucking hell, is there anyone you couldn't put the VC on in the Panthers side? Uh, and then for the Cowboys... Um, Probably Val Holmes if he's kicking goals. And then uh, Jason Taumalolo uh, there for the VC captaincies. I don't know if, if Taumalolo is a straight captaincy option anymore. You want to see what type of minutes he plays in this game before you uh, whack the set and forget captaincy on him, I think. Um, but I think for the for the, uh, for the the Panthers, I think Nathan Cleary and then probably a Coruscant and maybe a Fisher-Harris who's got some high base. Um, now, for the just having a look at the benches, Liam Martin's supposed to come on and rotate through 13 and an edge as well. So we know Kickout doesn't play 80, so he's probably got some time there, and he's probably going to spell Yo for 10 and 15 in, uh, in the middle there as well. As I said, Ruben Cotter coming on to uh, spell Jason Tamalolo. Looked great at nine. Jake Granville's on the bench, so forget about Reese Robson. Not even a factor. Uh, and I think, look, at, at uh, some point, Josh Maguire comes back into the starting lineup for either Molo or McLean there as well. In terms of free agency pickups, uh, I like eSun Masters. And the reason being is Todd Payton has come out and said we are an offloading team and this also works into Francis Molo's favour. I think he's a good free agency pickup as well because uh, they've both got great offloads. eSun Masters looking for a bounce back had a horrible year last year. One of his strengths is offloading and tackle busting. Payton said we're an offloading team. I reckon he's given a few blokes a license to go out there and do it. So if Masters is on your uh, free agency list and you've got a stash spot on your bench, pick that fucker up, put him there, have a look at what he does. If he does nothing, flick him and you haven't lost anything. But if he goes back to being that 60 average center winger, you've, you've scored yourself something there. In terms of the Panthers, obviously if Kurt Caper wasn't drafted, uh, get on him quick get on him real quick because I think that uh, he's definitely a waiver pickup for me. Uh, don't let him go to free agencies. And I'd probably burn a top three waiver on Kurt Capewell. What do you reckon, lads? Yeah, I believe so. It'd be, it's still yeah, sort yeah. of wait and see. Um, burning your waivers this early in the season isn't that big a deal, so it's probably worth worth it. 
Yeah, but he's the thing is he's dual. Like you'd play him in your centre wingers every day, you know. So, yep. All right, all good. That's the uh, the Panthers and the Cowboys. Uh, Benny, run us through the Raiders and the Tigers. First game on Sunday. Is that first game on Sunday? Yeah, it yes. is. Yep, there 305. must be a 6 o'clock game. Yeah, yeah there, there is. must be a 6 o'clock uh, game or something. Sharks and Dragons are later on, but yeah. yeah. Uh, 3 o'clock, Sunny Arvo, GIO Stadium in Canberra. So... This, I'm pretty keen to see this because obviously I've got a few stocks in the Tigers and, and we've got some stocks in the Tigers in our Draft Legends League. So for Supercoach-wise... And the Raiders too, And the Raiders, yeah. yeah. So Supercoach-wise, this is a game I want to see. We want to keep an eye on how some of this goes. Um, we'll start with the Raiders. Chansey's at the back. Bailey Simonson, Sebastian Chris, Curtis Scott and Jordan Rapana in the back line. Um, Jared Croak is still out with a shoulder injury. Um, and, and Chris has beaten out pretty highly touted player in, in Matthew Tomoko. Uh, so, look, Chris was okay last year, but he wasn't really a standout. He's just a, a role player there. Uh, I'm not particularly excited for Croker to come back. And as Lukey stated uh, today, some stage on Twitter, I think it was, you said the Raiders will never win a premiership with Croker in the centres. It's time for a, right. a tap on the shoulder, I think. Um, so... He was given a chance to be fit, but yeah, he, he didn't make it. So anyway, we'll move on to the halves. Obviously, you, you're running your uh, your Jack White and your George Williams. So look, they'll be looking for, looking to White to continue or even even ramp up what he performed last year. None of us are particularly high on him in the eye test. I I've never been a huge Jack White fan personally, but look, somehow we got the Dally M, so he must be doing something right. Um, the forwards. Dunamis Louis uh, slots into that number 10 jersey to, to partner Josh Papali in the front row and Josh Hodgson at 9. Hudson Young and Elliot Whitehead in the back row with Joseph Tarpany at lock. Uh, on the bench you've got Sevilla Havili, Ryan Sutton, uh, Asas Aliola and Ryan James makes his debut. Um, I believe it's been over 700 days since Ryan James' last game of NRL. Uh, for the Titans, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes for the Raiders. Mm. Um, fucking bad must Emre Gula be that Osea Soliola is still on that fucking bench. Mate, Emre Gula oh, is a fucking good. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think Havili's going to take many minutes off Hodgson. I think Hodgson's too important to the side. Havili probably just rotates through the middle there, and if Hodgson looks like he needs a rest, he might get one. You know what's scary for anyone who owns anyone in the Canberra Raiders pack? When you look at that and go, how is everyone going to fit in? And then you go, oh shit, Hallsbrunt and Corey Howard and I have to come in there somewhere. Yeah, that there's a lot of mouths to feed in that forward pack again. I, kind I, of like the Warriors. I, I, think, I think the casualties are obviously Danami Louie and Hudson Young are probably the casualties. I think Tarpanay... Fuck, he's my boy. He's the future. Like, there's no one else in that forward pack that has the skill set that Joe Tarpanay does. They can't they can't give him limited minutes for just these plotters like Horsburgh. Yeah, look, Horsburgh and them are good, but they're just, like, tough and uncompromising. They're plotters, um, man. They're, plotters, they're, they're just they're, fucking yeah. play minutes, do your job. They don't have that... Yeah. Go on, Benny. Sorry, I'm just getting a bit emotional. Just, just getting here, mate. a bit sad there, mate. You sound, <laughs> <laughs> you sound upset. Um, so, as for the Tigers, uh, Dane Laurie sewed up that fullback spot. So that'll be he. He looked really good, and I think he's going to he's going to be sniffing around Lucy Leilua as well a lot. Um, Lucy Leilua looks and Joey Leilua look like they're going to be the go-to. Now they're playing on the same side this year, um, and and both of them love an offload. So I can see Laurie just sniffing around that left side, and I, I feel like he's going to get a lot of opportunity out there. 
Um, they've got some strike on the other side too in uh, in Nofaluma and Roberts. And then obviously, yeah, Leilua and Asuka Poa uh, takes the other wing spot. And he's beat out. Who was it? Who was it? It was a bit. Tommy Talao. Yeah, mate. Tommy Talao. He's on the bench. I, I saw this Kapoor bloke play five games last year and just said, what is this bloke doing in first grade? Yeah. Someone show me what this bloke is doing he's in first grade. He's the bloke they traded um, from the Roosters, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he, he did come from the Roosters. The Roosters and, 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 and I think there was some sort of player trade thing that happened um, or like some compensation or something like that happened and, and he got sent over. Oh, like the Tigers no. want some compensation. No, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that's right. He got, he got um, offloaded so that they could sign Sonny Bill. That's what it was. Yeah, right. Yep. Swoop. But he was like, the, I remember seeing Roosters fans up in arms going, oh, how can we let so this go? And then I Are you trying to tell me that cunt freed up enough cap space to sign Sonny Bill? Apparently. No, nah, it was, nah, it was him. And, it was him and another one. It was um that Farsuli or whatever his yeah, name. Oh, the, the, the bloke from the Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Um, now Moses Embiid has got the six for this week with Luke Brooks. Uh, now aware of the belief that changes next week, and Tommy Talao, you would hope Tommy Talao takes Asukapoa's spot. Kapoa drops out of the side, um, pushes Embiid to the bench, and. Dewey into the six when Dewey comes back from his suspension, but yeah. that remains to be seen. In the front row, we've got Joel Fangiao. He's come over for the Broncos, so he's probably going to get more, possibly more minutes there than he did over with the Donkeys, and um, he, he was always pretty promising, but he never really lived up to his to his hype. Uh, Jimmy Tamu has come back from uh, from Penny, and I think he's going to he's going to be a good leader there in the forward pack and someone that they've needed for a while. So um, Jacob Little. Has got the nine jersey for this game. Now, he could be someone to keep an eye on, um, but he's going to be fighting Ryan Simpkin for that spot. And no, he's going to be fighting Embi for that. He'd be spot. fighting Embi, but Embi's going to take some minutes off him. But is he going to take a lot of minutes off him? Embi probably rotates through that thirteen jersey too. Yeah, like at some point. In the back row, you got Luke Garner and Luciano Lelua and. Uh, at lock at Alex Twelve on the bench: Tommy Talao, Thomas McKayley, Stefano Utikamanu, and Russell Packer. So, um, look, as for captaincies, we're too late to be running VCs. Really, you pretty much only got an Offaluma. Um, Lucy Lucy Lelua, I don't mind as a play, but I'd like to keep an eye on how much ball he gets out there uh, from the Raiders. Jack White and Josh Papali, maybe Joey Tarpany, but I'm. Um, I wouldn't be overly confident in that yet. Um, pickups for this one. Jordan Rapana, if he's available. If he hasn't been drafted, I think he's someone you need to take. Um, as we just spoke about, Jacob Little is another bloke. And if James Roberts wasn't drafted, he's probably someone you could take too and just see how he forms a combination there with Brooks and Dewey the next, next week onwards. Yep, 100%. Couldn't agree more, mate. Lukey, finish it off with uh, the Dragons and Benny's boys, the Sharks. Yeah, I seem to have copped the uh, the ball fest. <laughs> always, oh, you always oh, cop the stinkers, eh? <laughs> oh, the dregs, mate. Yeah, so, uh, look, uh, not a lot to talk to here, but uh, Ramsey has um, beaten out Jordan Pereira for that other wing spot there. But I, I reckon that he was always going to get it. I think it's more Pereira's beaten out, uh, Ravalava has beaten out Pereira. Yeah, um, for that for that wing spot. Um, and look, the the dragons are sort of as per 
what you you would have heard. Jack Bird in the centres. Um, Corey Norman has been suspended. Um, and Adam Clune has got that number six jersey. Um, Are you okay? I'm fine. I just uh, threw up in my mouth a little bit. Stealing <laughs> a living. And, and yeah, let's okay. Let's be fair to Hawk. It was because Jade Sullivan had the hamstring injury. I think he was going to get the spot. Hundred percent, he was going to get and, the spot. Which yeah. and, and he keeps that, that spot too. He would have. He, he definitely would have over over Corey Norman. But again, Corey Norman gets let out of jail. Come and keep stealing a living, champ. But Clune is rumored to be on the bench when when um, Corey Norman comes back to take minutes off uh, McCulloch. So I don't know if that's Ben Hunt pushing up into nine to take minutes off McCulloch. Um, but uh, yeah, so then the forward pack, Laurie's got that starting gig, McCulloch, Vaughan, Kerr on that edge, which is, uh, he's a dead man walking out there. Um, whoever's so whoever's who on that spot, who takes his spot? They got Fui Mayano at 13. Sorry, man, go on. Yeah, well, you've got Daniel Alvaro on the bench. Um, they put Braden, Braden Willie MA on the bench, but Jackson Ford, Cade Ellis haven't been able to make that side. Um, so they've gone with an outside back on the bench along with Trent Merrin. <laughs> Trent Merrin. Oh, man. Like, Hook has literally just gone, I'm going to put a side on the park that resembles something from 2016 and just hope that they can that drink <laughs> the youth or something. I don't. It's disgusting. Before, um, you move, before you move on, I just need to apologise to Cowboys fans because I've put a little bit on social saying that the Dragons are going to challenge the Cowboys for the spoon. It's a one-horse race. It is straight up. Look, I'll look at that dragon side. Like that—that's wooden spoon. Give it to him now, seriously. Yeah. And and you know what? If you're a sports bet and you're paying out early, the rub boys should be doing their bloody shoey right now. Based on that, you're kidding yourselves if you think they're scoring more tries than the Tigers. Oh. Please, please. <laughs> anyway, I can't believe I've got stocks in that team. Fuck. Yeah. Well, me too. It's sort of hard to avoid, really. At, you know? at four, too. At pick four, you've got stocks in this team. <laughs> you live and you learn, bro. You live and you learn. Oh, do you? <laughs> do you learn? I don't know. Apparently not. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Oh, so the Sharks, anyway. Um, the Sharks are sort of out of per program. There's not really much to, to talk about here. Um, they look like the side that ran out last year. Connor Tracy's on the bench probably see some time at nine. Aiden Tolman's on the bench as well. What does he give you? Mm. Jack Williams and Billy Magulius. They're obviously... Low uh, ratings. Low yeah, TV ratings yeah. is what you give you. So if a feed has missed that altogether... Um, yeah, that's odd. Yeah, so he's obviously still getting himself into shape. So look, you, you're just looking at captaincies now. Um, you've got some... Oh, geez. Lomax is probably the best captaincy option here. Um, and other than that, you've just got some hidden hopes. If you're really trying to win the game in this, win your matchup in this last game, you might go Mulatalo for a double, Dufty, um, Cody Ramsey for some tries, Ben Hunt even, um, Sione Katoa. These are all just hidden hopes, really, because there's not really much captaincy material in this side. Um, as far as pickups go, again, Mulatalo, Ravalara, Blake Laurie, if he wasn't drafted, but, uh, you know, there's been a lot of hype around him, so. The less said about this game, the better. I don't. I don't um, hate a Ueli pickup with Fafita out as a free agent. If you're weak in the front row, there. 
Yeah, that's true. Um, he's probably going to play minutes because Aiden Tolman, Jack Williams, Billy Magulis. But I, I, look, Toby Rudolph actually could be a, a pickup, to be honest, because I look at that bench and I go, Magulis and Jack Williams, they're, they're middle forwards, yeah, but you probably want a bit of starch there. Um, and I think Toby Rudolph's going to play, might play big minutes there, I think, because um, I don't think Aaron Woods is going to be that body shape that's going to suit the new game. So, yeah, Toby Rudolph, if he's on uh, free agency, pick him up definitely. But um... So, lads, uh, from all that, uh, obviously wrapping up, Benny, who's your uh, top three pickups for the week? And uh, let us know if you're going to waiver for him or if you're just happy to uh, to free agent for him. Um I probably got two waivers and a free agent. I'd take a waiver on Kurt Capewell, as we spoke about. Uh, he's probably my yep. top one. Uh, I'd probably take a waiver, for, uh, a late waiver for James Roberts. And I reckon a free agency pick up for Jake Turpin. Yep. I don't I don't mind that at all. I think Turpin, uh, Turpin probably should have been drafted, to be fair. But, um, you know, he's a good pick up on the bench. Loki? Yeah, I'd also burn a waiver on Kurt Catewell. Um, I'd burn a late waiver slash free agency pickup on Dylan Walker um, at fullback. I think that, um, you know, if it comes to fruition that Turbo does come back in the centres and you get maybe six, seven, eight games out of Walker at fullback, I think that, uh, you know, it might be worthwhile picking up. Um, and lastly, I'd take a free agency snipe at Francis Molo and um, I'll go into a bit of, bit of detail um, in a minute about why that is. Yeah, nice one. Um, I'll follow you halfway down that track too, and uh, I'd go. I'd burn definitely burn a high waiver on Kurt Capewell. I think uh, that's a bit of a no-brainer. As I said before, I'd also uh, I'd probably burn a low waiver on on Dylan Walker, and I think if you're the Tommy owner, just handcuff that motherfucker straight up. Like he's going to do you good for a couple of weeks. And look, if he goes well, right, um, for say two or three weeks while Tommy's out, and then Tommy comes back. I mean, we all know Tommy could go down again, and if he does well, they're going to put him back there. So it's worth having him around. Um, and a free agency play, I really like Eason Masters. Uh, and again, you don't have to plug him in this week. Put him on your bench, have a look at what he does. Now, if he doesn't do anything, you haven't lost anything. But if he's on your bench, and, you know, obviously against the Panthers, um, you know, he scores you 50, 55 points. He's got offloads for days and all this kind of stuff, tackle bus. He's a keeper. So they're my three for the week. And we'll chuck them up on socials so you guys can have a bit of a look at them. There's a lot of se- uh, second rowers in the likes of Jacob Host, Bailey Siren, and Elisa Katoa uh, that you can have a look at this week. Uh, but again, just have a look at them uh, and, and just obviously keep your eye on them. And, and uh, you know, if they go well, you, we'll talk about some waivers and free agencies next week. But there's a few blokes that uh, definitely need to be watched. So... Lads, that's us. First one in the books for the year. Uh, obviously, uh, next week we'll have a little bit of footy to review, given that uh, you know we'll, we'll be we'll be watching shit tons of it this weekend. We're all frothing. We can't wait. Thursday night, so good. What a great matchup. Uh, we'll have a bit of footy to talk about next week. Uh, for now, though, I think we've covered it all. Um, we've had a few technical difficulties and stuff tonight, but I think we've uh, we've got the crux of it out. I'm about four beers deep in the last hour and a half, so I'm starting to slur. I'm no good. There's no way I could push on any further here, so I think that's where we pull up stumps, to be <laughs> fair. <laughs> oh. too, much, too, much, too much shit about Milford. He yeah, can't stand can't it anymore. anymore. Hunt, Hunt Milford, what a combo. Like it is. <laughs> 
I'm I'm living with that, and I'm I'm come to. Uh, you know what? I'd love it if Milford come down. And just 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 give me fifty five to sixty, and I'll I'll be happy on 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 uh, on Friday night. But uh, oh, it's all good. This is why I love draft. We live with it. I'm backing myself to get myself out of a hole. I won't be down the bottom of the ladder. Oof, jeez. No, you know you won't. Uh... We all know who's going to be on the bottom of the ladder, mate. <laughs> it's it's one, one of three blokes in our cult. Uh, have you seen my forward pack? It rivals our draft league, our draft legends league oh, forward settle pack. Down. It's, it's... Settle down. Oh, I don't know. Haas, fucking... Uh, Haas and Paulo. I, I like Haas and Paulo. Haas, Paulo. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, lads, enough said about that. We've got some footy to watch. And uh, obviously, we'll uh, we'll pump our waivers and our free agents up on the socials uh, tomorrow. Um, but uh, check us out next week. Looking forward to the footy, lads. Definitely. Um, and we'll do it all again in a week's time. All right. Cheers, boys. Sorry about the tech difficulties, but we'll iron them out during the week and clean it up for next week. We'll push through, boys. Good to, good to right. be back. Have a good week. See you. You.